0: Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God.
1: You can turn in your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 5. We're studying the subject of divine health, divine healing. After that, I'm going to turn the meeting over for just a few minutes to Brother Dustin. He's going to minister communion to you tonight. 2 Kings chapter 5, an amazing story of healing in that the recipient recipient of God's healing power was not in covenant with God, had no real what we would call right to be healed, real uh, what we would say no access uh, reason of any kind, but thank God in his mercy he was healed. Yes. But even in being healed, there were laws and rules that were not usurped by God. He didn't just carte blanche, heal him, say, you're healed. Uh, there were some things that Naaman did that caused him not to be healed and some things he did that helped him get healed. So verse 1, now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man. His master was honorable because of the Lord. by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. The Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel, a little maid. She waited on Naaman's wife. She said unto her mistress, would God, my Lord, were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. Now, that was probably a, you know, that was probably a pretty strong statement because, you know, just like today, many people have no idea that, that, that God could actually heal them. They served all kinds of, uh, the Syrians served all kinds of gods that were, you know, all the moon, the sun, the stars, all kinds of stuff. It said, And one went up, one went in and told his lord, saying, Thus and thus saith the maid that is in the land of Israel. And then the king of Syria said, Go, go to and go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver and six thousand pieces of gold and ten uh, changes of raiment. And he brought the letter unto the king of Israel, saying, uh, Now, when this letter is come unto uh, thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman my servant to thee, that thou mayest recover him uh, of his leprosy. Well, the king of Syria uh, sent Naaman to the king of Israel, and king Israel hadn't got a clue. He don't know what's going on. I mean, you know, you got to go to the right people. Amen. Amen. I mean, you got to go to the right people. Amen. Uh, And it said, said, and it came to pass when the king of Israel uh, read the letter, I had read the letter uh, that he rent his clothes. He tore his clothes, and he said, "Am I God uh, to kill and to make alive? Uh, and this uh, to kill and to make alive? Uh, that this man uh, send me to recover a man of his leprosy. Wherefore consider, I pray you, see how you seeketh a quarrel against me." He thought this was a scheme or a scam to get him in a war with Syria. He thought, "You know, who am I to kill somebody of leprosy?" You know, and so. uh, Uh, It says, And it was so uh, that when Elijah, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he said to the king, saying, Uh, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot, and he stood at the door of the house of Elijah. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go wash in the Jordan seven times, and thou flesh shall come again unto thee, and thou shalt be clean. Now notice this. The Bible says, And Naaman was wroth. He was mad. And he said, he, he went away, and he said, Behold, I thought he will surely come out to me, and stand and call on the name of, the, uh, of his Lord, his God, and strike his hand over the place, and recover the leper. Now. All, obviously, Naaman had a preconceived idea of how this healing would take place. He's like, you know, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to go down there. That guy's going to lay hands on me. Everything's going to be all right. When it doesn't happen like that, he got mad. And he turned and he walked away. Notice that, that didn't cause him to get healed. Amen. He didn't get healed because of his reaction. Actually, he went away with his leprosy. He was still a leper, showing us that even in this situation, which is a tremendous manifestation of the mercy of God, the ability of God to step across covenant lines, dispensational lines, and just render a healing unto somebody who not, 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 uh, not only did not deserve that healing, but also had no idea or no information that God could even heal. And here he still has a preconceived idea in his mind how it's going to happen. Now listen, if that if that was that uh, demonstrative in his in that day, how much more is it in this day? How many people would be healed today if they could get healed the way they wanted to? <laughs> Amen. And I'm telling you, people, they're sick and suffering all over. I mean, and, and nothing about our society is conducive to cure healing. It's all just the opposite. Everything you read tells you you're sick. Amen. And I used to read those, those things, uh, 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 five ways you know you have cancer, seven ways you know you have heart disease, eight ways you know. I had every symptom. I quit reading them. Amen. I just quit reading them all. Years ago, I quit reading them because every, everything they said I had. So I just quit reading it. Amen. So obviously, Naaman is in a predicament here of guarding his pride, his preconceived idea, his way of doing things, or coming under a place of submission or coming to a place of submission to how God wants to do things. The same thing's true today. We must understand that there is protocol in faith. There is the way that God does things. As we talked about this morning in starting this series on faith, there are certain laws that operate in the spirit realm that you cannot usurp. And, you know, there's always people that are trying to go around that and give examples of, well, I know somebody that went to a crusade. I know somebody that got healed that, that, that didn't even in any way desire healing, or think that God could heal, and they ended up getting healed. But listen, those are unusual cases. Those are manifestations of the mercy of God. But for the most part, we all have to obey the Word of God in order to get healed. Amen. Now here's Naaman. I mean, he's mad, he's upset. He said it was wroth. He went away and said, Behold, I thought. Everybody say, I thought. I thought. Don't ever let your I thoughts keep you from receiving from God. Now let me say that again. Don't ever let your eye thoughts. You know, people do that financially. They do it physically. Listen, you've got to learn to take every thought in your mind that goes against the grain of what God has said about you in Christ and you've got to get rid of it. And you've got to leave your mind open to let God be God in every situation you're believing Him for in your life. Because He will be if you'll let Him. Amen? Now notice this. He said, And then call on the name of His Lord and strike His hand. Over the place and recover the lepers. Are not the Abana and Fafar rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he went away in a rage. Now, not only that, he's now amplified his desire to do it his own way by adopting a little bit of what the prophet said. When it came to the river, but he didn't want to do it in a river the prophet said to do it in, he had his own river. (laughs) And we laugh at that, but people are the same way today. Man, I tell you, I can't believe that church. If they wouldn't have church on Wednesday night, if they had it on Tuesday night, I'd go down there and get healed. You may laugh at that, but people do that all the time. Amen. Amen. And I'm not going to go up there and let him lay hands on me or whatever. Listen, you've got to make a decision that whatever God wants, however he wants to do it, you're going to be submissive to that because it's better to do it God's way and be healed than to keep your pride, keep your anger, and keep your leprosy. Everybody say, I'm not going to let it eat on me. It was eating on him. <laughs> you say, what do you mean? The leprosy was eating on the outside and his own pride was eating on the inside. He was double eight. Didn't he even say that? I don't think so. So he went away in a rage. I mean, come on, man. And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, Thank God for the servants. Amen. My father, if the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing, wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather then, when he said unto them, unto thee, wash and be clean. Some great thing. See, that, that... We think that if we could do something great, then that puts us in a position of earning. I've earned my right to be healed. I've earned my right to receive from God. Listen, in teaching on faith, and I'll teach this in one of the Sundays coming up, one of the greatest mistakes we make is transferring the faith that God produces in our heart into faith in what we're doing. I've got to be careful of that. I'm very careful of that myself. I talked about this morning how we're approaching the $2 million mark in our giving in the eight years that we've been in a a building program. Listen, if I use that as a point for faith, we're done. You say, what do you mean? if, If that number was only $2, our faith would still be in what God says. It's not in our act of faith. It's in the Word. The Bible says He supplies all of our need. The Bible says we give and it comes back to us. good measure, pressed down. Many times our faith is in our own actions and not in the Word of God. And I tell you, that causes the faith that God imparts literally just to dissipate down to nothing. And it's amazing how when you do that, how quickly doubt and fear try to come in. You ever notice that if you've ever, Well, Lord, I tithe or I give. Or, Lord, I quit drinking Dr. Pepper. You know, I quit smoking four packs a day or whatever it was you quit doing. No, that's not what it is. It's obedience to the Word of God. Now, listen, this is one of the greatest examples in the Bible of the ability of the reasoning mind to talk you out of the glory of God. Now, let me say that again. The ability of the reasoning mind. And think about this. This was approximately... 20, maybe, maybe 29 to 3,000 years ago, how much more has the human mind developed since then that tries to reason you out of the glory of God, reason you out of the answers of God, reason you out of the face of God. That's why the Bible says the carnal mind is at enmity with God. Why? Because it talks you out of everything that God wants you to have. That's why you've got to learn to renew your mind with the Word of God. Now notice this. I like this part. Thank God for the servants. We got all these servants. You say, what? You've got your brothers and sisters on the right side, the left side, front, behind you. You got the servant of the five-fold ministry. You got the servant of all the wonderful ministers that we bring in here. But the greatest servant you have is the Holy Ghost that's on the inside of you. And when you learn to listen to him, it's amazing how he can guide you into the truth of the Word of God that will cause healing to manifest in your body. Amen? It says, uh, uh, if he'd bid been to do some great thing, Wouldst thou not have done it? How much more then, when He said to thee, "Wash and be clean." Now you will find this out about obedience, especially if you're trying to reason in your mind some other way to obey God other than the way He told you to. That when you go back to the original thing God told you to do and just obey God right there, you'll find out it's really simple. It's not that complicated. Listen, every one of our problems that we have, physical, financial, no matter what it may be, they carry an air of complication with them. Now you add that or you multiply that by finances, health, family, job, business, ministry, everything. Then you got all these complicated problems. Now if God had complicated answers for our complicated problems, you ain't never going to get it. So what God has done is He's given us simple answers for complicated problems so everybody can get it and everybody can get a hold of what God has said belongs to us in Christ. Amen. The gospel is another great testimony. All of the educated, all of the religious, all of those who carried such high standards in their mind and in their intellect, they had a hard time with Jesus. But the simple, the one, one, one translation says, the common folk received him gladly. I like common folk. Amen. That's us. We're common people. We receive him gladly. The simple things of the word of God. Believing in our heart. Confessing with our mouth. Acting on the word of God. Worshiping God by faith. Before the answer comes, we're worshiping him, praising him, and thanking him that we believed we receive. Amen. Amen. Now, here we go. Let me close, close with this. Then he went down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan. Now, wasn't that easy? According to the saying of the man of God. And, everybody say and, his flesh came again unto him like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Amen. 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 I mean, could you imagine Naaman coming out of that water and beginning to look at his skin, return, he's probably Middle Eastern, had that beautiful olive skin, return to that beautiful uh, 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 texture and color of skin just like a child. And it proved that what God had said in the simplicity of obedience would work. And God stepped across covenant lines, he stepped across dispensational lines, and he poured out mercy on Naaman to heal us, heal him, just to show us today that your mind and your pride and everything about you will fight what God wants to do when God wants to, what, what God wants you to do is so simple. It's so easy. Amen. Say it's easy. Now let me just, uh, let me close this, and and I'll turn it to Brother Dustin. Listen, don't let the devil become the voice in your heart that challenges you continually with another way. You say, what do you mean by that? He's going to figure out real quick that you desire to do it God's way, so he's not going to really have a voice to tell you just to quit. Well, just quit. Don't go to that church anymore. Don't read your Bible anymore. Don't read those healing books. Don't listen. Don't go to those communion services where they talk about divine healing. Divine. Don't do that. Well, he's done figured out you're not going to do that. So what he's going to do is he's going to get into your ear with alternative things. Amen. But if you are standing for a healing, If you are believing God, that you believe you receive in your body. And listen, you can't even afford to say, well, Pastor, that's me. I'm believing, I'm receiving, and I'm just waiting for the manifestation. That's unbelief. That's unbelief. You say, what do you mean? That means you haven't received yet. You're still in hope. Amen. But if your your conversation, your worship, your praise needs to be like this. Heavenly Father, I thank you. Oh, I thank you that 2,000 years ago, Jesus secured my healing upon the cross. I thank you that by his stripes I was healed. So that if I was healed, I am healed. And I'm just here to thank you. I'm just here to glorify you. I'm just here to magnify you. I don't care what my body tells me. I don't care what my flesh tells me. I'm standing on what the Word of God says. By his stripes, I'm the healed of Almighty God. And your body will rise up and send the pain and say, you're not healed. You say, shut up, body. A devil will whisper in your ear and say, You're a fool because you're not even telling the truth. You say, Shut up, devil. And you fight your fight of faith. Amen. And you say, Well, what about the manifestation? That's not your business. That's God's business. He watches over His word to perform it. Amen. Amen. His word doesn't return void, but it does what? It does accomplish, so it's an accomplishing force. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Brother Frank, if you could go to the keyboard. I'm going to ask all of the ushers to get ready to service communion. And I'm going to invite Brother Dustin Martin up to the platform or platform, uh, up to the podium. Praise the Lord.
0: Amen. Amen. What an honor to tag team with Pastor Rusty. Come on, somebody. Glory to God, don't be jealous. All right, here we go. Amen. It's good to see everybody here tonight. I just... uh, before we take the elements tonight, wrote some things down that uh, I've studied on the subject of covenant. And if you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. We're going to read four verses here, Paul talking about the, the subject of taking the elements. And it says in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, says, For I have received from the Lord that which I also deliver to you. That the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. Verse 24, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. I want you to kind of grab hold of that, those words right there. We're doing this in remembrance of Jesus. We're doing this in remembrance of who he is, amen? Then we continue in verse 25. It says, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant. Everybody say new covenant. New covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it, again, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, watch this, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. You proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And that word proclaim, just real quick, it says this, that word proclaim, if you study it out, means to preach. I like that, growing up my dad called me a mighty man of God and preacher. If you proclaim something, you preach it, you announce and you declare. I'm proclaiming something, I'm preaching, I'm announcing, I'm declaring that finished work of Jesus Christ, the new covenant that he established for me. The Lord's death, I I announce that thing. If you read Hebrews chapter 9, 16 through 22, it'll explain that whole concept to you. For sake of time, we won't go there. But there is a covenant, there is no covenant, listen to me, there's no covenant without the shedding of blood. There is no covenant without the shedding of blood. And I wrote some things down. Just listen to me. If you don't you don't talk about covenant or sit around and philosophize about covenant, you get in it. You get in the covenant. You get in him. In Christ Jesus, the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 17 verse 28, "In him we live, move and have our being." Our existence is in the covenant of who of, of the new covenant of who Jesus Christ is and what he accomplished thousand years ago covenant engulfs you it becomes you it consumes your thoughts the way you talk act and conduct yourself you become bonded and one with it In him, that's the scripture I just quoted, we live, move, and have our being. John chapter 17, verse 21, Jesus praying, he said that we would be one as the Father and I are one, that they may be one in us. The covenant that Jesus uh, created through his shed blood of Jesus Christ brings us into fellowship and union. Pastor just said it in the message. He talked covenant is the access that we have intimacy with Jesus intimacy with the father where we so when we're proclaiming what do we talk about this new covenant, this new covenant we do this in remembrance of him what are we doing we're coming in saying i plead the blood of jesus i plead the blood of jesus i'm in remembrance of what jesus has done for me in my body come on somebody in my mind in my finances in my home what am i doing i'm preaching declaring the covenant of jesus christ I'm in a new covenant. See, the old covenant was, was given to bring man to an end of himself. I can't do this. I can't keep all the law, all the regulations, all of the to-dos. I can't do it. It brought you to a place of saying, I need a Savior then Jesus steps in and goes, I got a new covenant for you. Come on, woo, glory to God. I got a new covenant for you. It's not about you, it's about me. I'm gonna take care of everything. I'm dotting the I's, crossing the T's so that you can have a relationship, fellowship, union, oneness with the Father. See, see religion will always keep you distant from your God. It'll, it'll tell you, you can't know God. It'll tell you what you have to do to come up to where you can even have a moment in the presence of God. But the thing about it is Satan and religion will always keep you at that place that says, well, you don't measure up. You're not good enough. We know what you did. We saw you. And what will happen? What happens? Then it keeps you from coming into church, coming in here, lifting your hands, getting bold in the presence of God. Why? Because you're thinking about what you did yesterday. But Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. What are we doing? We're remembering the new covenant. We're remembering what Jesus has purchased for us. And there is no covenant without the shedding of blood. Jesus spilled his blood 2,000 years ago. Why? So that we can have this intimate relationship with God. The blood of Jesus speaks. And it declares your forgiveness, it declares your righteousness, it declares your peace of mind, it declares your healing, it declares your wholeness, it declares that you've been made one with God. Man, Here we go. Listen, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 36. Sorry, I don't know what that was. That was the chicken or something. Y'all know the story real quick. I just wanted to bring this out. Uh, King David was speaking to, to King uh, Saul, and he was trying to get him to go out there in, in his armor and all that. And it says, your servant has killed the lion, both the lion and the bear. But this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Seeing he has defiled the armies of the living God. What is that? That's covenant talk. That's old covenant. That's what he, he's standing there saying it's not about the size of the issue that I'm facing or that this army's facing because my covenant that I have with my God, there, there is no comparison about the, the, the facing, the issue, the problem here. And we have a new and better covenant through Jesus Christ. That when we look at the issue, the sickness, disease, poverty or lack or whatever that we're facing, we step up and say, how dare this thing that has no covenant with God. I got a covenant with my God. I plead the blood of Jesus. Man, glory to God. Listen, three reasons you're taking note. Write this down, I'm done. We'll turn it back over to Pastor take this communion we take this tonight my, my, my mind I saw this as we're taking this communion tonight we're declaring the new covenant I'm declaring my body whole I'm declaring peace to my mind I'm declaring the favor and the blessings of God in my life not because I earned it not because I achieved it but because I have a new covenant with God Three reasons that you cut covenant. Number one, listen, this is what Jesus did for us. Number one, to preserve. We cut covenant to preserve, to keep safe from injury, harm, or destruction, to keep alive, free from decay, death. Why did God cut covenant through Jesus Christ, our representative? Why did he bring man back into union and fellowship? To keep you from injury, harm, destruction, to keep you alive, keep you free from decay and death. Number two, to partner with you, to join together to achieve a common goal, to strengthen weakness and increase wealth. Man, all about him giving all he is and all he has to you. So you cut covenant, why? Because I've got some strengths, but I'll have some weaknesses. The other party has some strengths but also has some weaknesses but if we join together man we can become strong together but here's the issue we're all weakness he's all strength and he said hey i'm not worried about your inadequacies i'm going to join all of who i am all that i possess with you through the shed blood of jesus christ and so when the devil comes into your home and he tries to speak lies, deceit, all the things that he tries to get into your mind and start telling you what you can't do, what you can't have, that's where you get up and you start slinging some blood. Come on, somebody. You start declaring, I plead, I'm going to preach the blood of Jesus. Number three, last point here. Number three, he we covenant to preserve, to partner, and to love. You can't talk about covenant without love. To bring peace and loving kindness and mercy to two parties, to bring you to unify and remove all separation or enmity. There's nothing, when we think about the new covenant, and this ought to just excite you. There's nothing separating you from the love of God. There's nothing separating you from your union with God. Think about that, there's nothing past present or future there's God's not holding an account of anything you've done why because the blood of Jesus is crying out forgiveness the blood of Jesus is crying out saying I've taken care of everything that they've ever done and what it produces inside of you is what we find in Hebrews where it says boldly we come into the throne room of God we're not tiptoeing in there we're coming into sons and daughters that have been purchased by a new covenant Glory to God. Covenant is all about intimacy and fellowship with the Father. Why are we taking of the elements? We are remembering our new covenant and our partner in it, Jesus Christ. We do not stand alone, we stand as one against the enemy. Isn't that awesome? When you go to fight, when the devil, that's why Ephesians chapter 6 talks about the armor of God. That's covenant armor. It's, if you study those out, all those pieces of armor, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And you're putting him on, and you're going in, going, I'm going into this battle because of my covenant partner, who he is. And, and if you speak the word of God, Brother Copeland says this, uh, you speak the word, you wear the armor, the devil don't know who you are. He thinks Jesus is coming to whip on him again. It's not until you open your mouth and say something full of doubt and unbelief. He's like, oh, that's just one of those dudes, you know. And then, but if you keep the armor on, man, you're coming in. That's a covenant partner. Woo, glory to God. Proclaim the new covenant. Uh, Ushers, if you'll come now. Oh, have they already been served? No, not yet, all right. Come now, we're gonna take the elements. Then we're gonna fellowship afterwards, amen? Glory to God. Let me read these to you real quick and then as we get these, we'll partake of the elements. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty four, 24. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, God bless you, thank you, sir. Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. There it is, thank you, sir. Verse 25 says, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is a new covenant. In my blood, this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So tonight, as you get your elements, we'll take a, take a moment and put ourselves in remembrance of the new covenant. You know, just to encourage you, you know, you can do this at home, right? And Mandy and I, we, not all the time, but we do this over our, when we tithe, I mean, you know, tithing is done with your mouth, not just by your hand, amen. You tithe with the words that you speak. You declare things over your your finances. The reason I'm, I'm giving is because I'm in covenant relationship with Jesus. And you, you tithe, I'm giving, why? Because I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. Satan, you got no right on my money. And here's another thing to liberate you. How many of y'all know you don't have to do it with these wafers or grape juice. You can do it with water and a piece of white Wonder Bread. They call it Wonder Bread because you wonder what's in it. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you, you don't have to have certain things. It's just about the, the action and the remembrance. You get the Word of God, get you some water, get you something, and just put yourself in remembrance. That's what it's all about. Satan, you're a liar, liar, pants on fire. And I'm taking these elements right now just to remind myself of who my God is. Daniel 11, verse 32, one of my favorite verses, it says, the people that know their God, their covenant partner, shall be strong and do great exploits. Bold acts and daring deeds, amen? That's what we're called to. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Almost done here. Don't y'all appreciate our ushers? Amen, give them a hand. Thank you guys so much for serving, being faithful. Glory to God. Almost done here. try you never just try (laughs) I gotta quit saying I don't sing I know one day I just open up and it'd be beautiful shock you and me (laughs) all right amen (laughs) praise God amen 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 I'm gonna say this just before we take the body his body was broken for our wholeness for our peace nothing missing Nothing broken, fully complete, fully satisfied, fully fully equipped with everything that we need, our peace, our shalom, amen? Hallelujah. If you will, let's lift your, lift your bread up tonight. If you want, you can go ahead and break it. His body was broken for us. Father, we thank you, we put you in remembrance of this new covenant, in remembrance of who you are. Your body was broken for our peace. The chastisement of our sins were upon you and by your stripes. We are healed. Father, we take now your this bread in remembrance of you. Take now. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus' body was beaten. His blood was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. As we take the cup tonight, I want you to think about this. My healing is in my forgiveness. I'm not an old sinner, I have been saved by grace. You may partake of the the cup tonight. Father, we praise you, we thank you for the awesome blessing and opportunity that we have in a moment, in a setting like this to remember who you are, what you've done, what you've accomplished for us. And that Father, in every moment of our lives, God, there, there would be a remembrance of the wholeness that you've given us through the, uh, the your body being beaten, being broken. And we thank you, God, for the shed blood that has brought forgiveness, unity, and us to have oneness with the Father. We glorify you. We thank you for it tonight. In Jesus' name,
1: amen. Father, we bless your name. Thank you for a time of fellowship. Afterwards here in the Kid Current room, thank you for your blessing upon our church. So we declared this morning, Psalms 91, blessing, protection, safety on our travels and on our work. Thank you, Father, as we leave tonight, we're always aware around us, in our neighborhood, at our jobs, everywhere we go, we are interacting with people who need to be taken from the place of death and brought to the place of life. From the place of darkness... And brought into a place of light. So thank you for that door of utterance. That your blessing will be upon us. That doors will open this week. That we can boldly proclaim your gospel. That Lord your anointing. That your power. And that all that you've deposited in us will be used effectively in ministering the gospel this week. We love you Father. We love you so much. Your word, your spirit, your life, your power. We're so thankful. Thank you for each other, for our church, for Island Church, continuing into our 18th year, obeying you, being a part of the move of God in the earth. And Lord, we don't care how suppressed, how resistant, how the enemy has tried to deceive or hinder, we still press in knowing that a mighty move of your spirit, it's not coming, it's in us now. And it's growing like a mighty tree, like a mighty plant that will produce fruit for the nations to partake of. Thank you, Lord, as we leave tonight We're the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be, declaring here at Island Church, each and every one of us are covered by the blood, empowered by the Word, and anointed by the Holy Ghost. God bless you.
0: Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.
1: They do your